Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. Valerie Comer. Tara Grace Erickson is back with us today to talk about firefighter heroes and heroines. Thank you for joining us, Tara. I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me. So before we jump into books, we have to talk about like I'm out of here. You're talking about firefighters and I do not need rescuing. I can handle that myself. <laughs> Nobody needs to get a ladder to get her out of a tree. Not today. Not today. So we're going to talk about firefighters a little bit because, um, well, one, because we do this when we choose any profession to talk about, but I think firefighters are unique enough that there are some things that um, are worth discussing. So we'll start with what makes a firefighter a good hero, and is, is it a different answer if the firefighter is a man versus the firefighter being a woman? Because firefighters can be women, so... Does the, does the answer change? Is a firefighter heroine different than a firefighter hero? So there's a lot of questions in there. Choose the ones that you want to talk about. <laughs> and uh, we'll start with Tara. Yeah, I do. I think that firefighters are a bit of an underrated profession in the romance hero world. I think they have a lot of similarities to some that are very popular as far as if you compare them to like the cowboy, you know, quintessential romance hero, right? They're loyal and hardworking and rugged. And uh, I think their profession also lends itself to a, a sacrificial type of, you know, person. And so I love the firefighter heroes and I think we need more of them. <laughs> I also think your question about the female being the firefighter is really interesting. I think all of the other things still apply, but you also have this added uh, aspect of what it takes to be a female firefighter in a, you know, male-dominated yeah. area, right? You've got to be, you've got to be tough and, you know, hold your own independent. Narelle? Well, to start off, I call them fireys. Okay. <laughs> Being an Aussie. Okay. So fireys is the, like you have tradies, so we sure. abbreviate everything. Yeah. So a firefighter is a fiery. And so that's probably my first definition. <laughs> and I and I think they're also 10, I mean, you've got to be really fit. If you want to apply, I know where I live anyway, um, to be a firefighter and get that particular job, you have a whole lot of fitness tests that you yes. have to pass. So that's part of the part of the job requirements as well. So that there's that added um layer to the actual character as well is They've got to be able to do a lot of physically strenuous work. They also need to be good under pressure because mm. being fighting a fire is a, is a high pressure job. So there's also that sort of toughness of character that, that comes out with them. And I think they're fabulous um, heroes and heroines. I'd love to see more women as well, but I, I can't even think of, particularly in CCR, I can't even think of one where there's a female. So if someone's got a book with a female firefighter, I'll be very excited to come across it because I just can't, I looked for it and couldn't see it. Paris um, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the other thing that I probably think of is that they often are paramedics, Mm -hmm. um, EMTs, I think is the abbreviation you use in the States as well. So they often have that dual role. So the firehouse is where where I live anyway in Canberra. Our local firehouse is where the police are and it's where the ambos, which are paramedics. So we have cops, ambos and fireys. (laughs) (laughs) Just to confuse you all. We can all move to Australia and speak like a native now. Yes. And we have, and to be honest, there are probably more volunteer firefighters here than people on the payroll to be firefighters because we have so many problems with bushfires, wildfires, that mm-hmm. um, there are lots of people who do that as a voluntary capacity as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of it that I haven't really seen in books, but I'll tell you what, those people are just amazing. They'll sacrifice looking after their own house. Often you'll hear about volunteer firefighters who've lost their own properties to save somebody else's. So I think they're very special people and I'm excited that Tara has a series on that. Yeah. Valerie? I think that they tend to make really good main characters, whether male or female, although Like Narelle said, I can't think of any offhand that were female, but hey, why not? Um, They give their all to serve others and put themselves in danger to do that. And so, I mean, right there, that's an admirable quality that, um, I mean, it can only get better from there, right? So, so they make good, good heroes because of that willingness to serve other people. I agree with all of that, and then I throw on top <laughs> um, that I feel like firefighters come with um, a, a brotherhood um, because because they are a closely knit team, and um, and you don't have well, you sometimes you'll have them in the books, but then they you know like get trapped under an I beam or something. The the lone wolf firefighter doesn't last long. Um, they're team players. And it's, it's a brotherhood. It's not just even a team. It's not like football where you all go home to your own thing. You know, these are, it's more like a military squad. There's because there's that level of you hold each other's lives in your hands when you're in the middle of doing your job. Um, And I like that aspect of it because it, I feel like it fleshes out the books a lot because it's not just the software engineer sitting in his cube all day. And then his love interest, which I write a lot of, you know, (laughs) and so. So so I'm seeing a billionaire firefighter squadron (laughs) series coming up from Elizabeth Madry. Watch this space, people. 2024. I know about billionaire firefighters. That is like billionaire cowboys. But I guess people do it. So maybe I'll have to think about it. We actually um, have a former we we have a former prime minister who is mm-hmm. a volunteer firefighter. Okay, see that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And why so I could see that working. Sure, there's that whole giving back thing. Um, it's just taking it to a pretty big extreme to become a firefighter, but it's a good thing. It is. Um. Uh, so what you know with with firefighters like with doctors. Um, are there things you need to see in a firefighter romance um, for it to really qualify versus just a book with a person who is a firefighter, but they could just as easily 
be working the drive-through at McDonald's. Um, what, what, uh, what are you looking for in a firefighter book to really give it that oomph? Tara? Yeah, I think that's a great question because as I was going through my list of books that could or could not qualify for that, there were several where, oh yeah, he was a firefighter, I guess, but you don't, you didn't really get that feel when you look back at the book, like it didn't impact the plot at all. Uh, and you didn't really spend much time at the fire station perhaps. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my big one. Like I want to see, I want to see the firefighter life. Every firefighter I have ever met. I mean, that has been part of their identity, right? That's, that's who they are. It's more than a job. It's, it's their whole it's their, it's their livelihood, you know, it's their, it's their brotherhood. It's where their friends are. Um, and so if you're going to write a character, I feel like that's believable as a firefighter, like it needs to identify them and impact almost every aspect of their life. So that's the big one for me. Well, I'll probably go the opposite way on this. And it's probably because the pe- I mean, probably because in Australia, as I was saying before, there are so many people who do, um, vol- that volunteer as firefighters or volunteer in the army reserve or volunteer to do this and so I probably can see there's like two different categories in a way so it's I don't need to see a fire in a CCR I probably do in a romantic suspense though and I think that's the difference I think if it was a romantic suspense mm-hmm. and their job was a firefighter and there wasn't a fire in the book that was major, then I'd probably have an issue, if that makes sense. But in a CCR, I think even just the nature of doing a dangerous job and that being an issue in terms of a relationship is probably enough for me. So I'm happy to run with that. I don't need to um, have nightmares at one in the morning because I've just read about a fire (laughs) in a CCR. So as I said, I'm I'm happy to go either way. If the fire is major and an important part of the story, that's good. But um, if they're, I mean, if they could work in a drive-through instead because they're, um, the hero or the heroine is not concerned about their safety, then that would be a problem to me. Valerie? Those are very big differences. Firefighter <laughs> and a drive-through worker. Anyway, um, I think that we need a sense of, of their profession and how it's impacting them. And generally speaking, we would probably need two, three scenes perhaps more, but at least a couple scenes set either in the fire station or out on the job. We need to see them in action. We need to see how that impacts them and how that, how that made them into the person they are today yeah. um, and how it helps them grow and develop through the story. I, I don't think that it has to be suspenseful I mean, obviously there's going to be some heart pounding moments unless you just come in as they're mopping up, which I think would be okay in a CCR. You don't have to walk through the whole sure. call with them, but enough to get the, the feel for um, why they do this in, instead of yeah. handing paper bags of food out the window. I, I agree. I want to see the firefighter life. I, it, if, if that's not there, then, you know, it's like having a cowboy romance, but you never see a horse that like, 
it's not a cowboy romance if there's no horses. Um, although apparently it can be a cowboy romance without cows, which I don't get, but um, <laughs> you, you know, um, for firefighters, like it, the whole point is, like I do think though, also realistically firefighters, their career like Tara was saying is a big part of who they are. So if you separate that out, then it's no longer super realistic. And then that made me wonder, and maybe Tara, since you write these, you know the difference. I do think that there's an American versus Australian language difference in the term volunteer firefighter. Because we have volunteer firefighters in the United States, but they're not like people who work other jobs and then go run and get a bucket uh, when there's a fire. <laughs> like, like that is, yeah. that, can you explain a little of the difference between like, we do have, we have volunteer firefighters and we have yeah. professional firefighters, but like, I know my home, our fire station that's closest to us is a volunteer unit. There are not as many professional firefighter companies in our area as there are volunteer, but I don't consider them. When I, when I was listening to Narelle describe volunteer firefighters to me, it sounded like, you know, people who run in from the town with the bucket brigade in the old Westerns and like everybody's on a bucket as opposed to like, this is, this is still who they are. It's a big part of they are, even as a volunteer. Yeah. As I was doing the, you know, the research for my series, it, one of the dis discussions was, okay, well, this is a small Indiana town. What does that really look like? And I ended up, it's being a combination fire, volunteer and paid mm -hmm. uh, firefighter staff. And I think across the U.S., it, it widely varies. There are rural departments that are never staffed yeah. and people come running, not with buckets, but with, <laughs> you know, keys to the, the fire station and grab a truck and go do what needs to get done. And they are coming from their farm or from their, you know, feed store that they work at or whatever, uh, when they you. get a call on their radio. Yeah. And so, or there are volunteer fire departments where you have a shift as yeah. your volunteer shift is from, you know, midnight to noon and and you show up and you staff the the building for your shift and I think it it can be any way an author decides to write it I think is realistic <laughs> because it is so different no matter no matter where you are yeah is that what you think of is is that what you were are your volunteers are do they still have shifts or are they just running with keys well our, our professional firefighters are effectively government employees. Okay. Is that the same as the US? They're effectively, yeah. I, yeah, they'd be, they'd be county, probably yeah. county employees. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they're on the payroll. And then we have the rural fire service, which in number would probably have more people involved in that. But they have drills and they'll have weekends where you go and do this mm -hmm. and they do back burning and they really are the the people, if we didn't have our rural firefighters, we'd be in an absolute mess in this country. Sure. It's yeah. the people that volunteer. And I think in recent years, we've had some horrendous fires and some really tragic stuff that has happened before the drought broke. And those people are really in the legend status from an Australian perspective. Like we have so much respect for the people who volunteer and they will, as I said, they might 
spend a night, like a day a month or a weekend a month or whatever doing stuff. And then you have everybody else who mucks in when, when there's a disaster, the, the town pulls together. Okay. So you've got everybody else out there doing stuff. I mean, we have a politician who, when we had the South Coast fires in New South Wales, who was out there uh, mucking in with everybody else. Like it doesn't matter what your job is when, when you've got fires that are threatening homes and farms and businesses and, and towns almost getting wiped out, then you've got everybody there. So I'm happy to run with pretty much any scenario okay. with firefighters. I'm not fussy. Yes. <laughs> They're all wonderful. No matter what, they're all wonderful. People who put them out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I I may do some research and report back because I I feel like, at least in this area, like I feel like volunteer firefighters still get some pay, sort of like the National Guard, where you do your weekend, you get paid for your weekend of service. But I, I don't think that volunteer firefighters, at least the way that it works here, are truly like volunteer it's just to separate you as someone who is a professional firefighter which is the distinguishing that I see like in our police department um you know uh PR statements they'll be like the volunteers from station whatever assisted with the professional company of whatever you know so it's not I'm not slamming they're not, I'm not saying they're not professional. <laughs> I'm just saying this, these are terms that are used to distinguish. Um, but I feel like it's not unpaid for all that they're volunteers, but I don't know. For we sure. are unpaid here. Okay, we have unpaid. people who um, okay. like at the top of the, the town level or whatever are paid and then volunteers who, yes, might work at a store or be delivering mail to the rural mailboxes okay. or whatever. And a call comes in and they're gone. Hmm. Okay. Their boss, their boss knows if they're not the boss. Yeah. Um, that when that happens, yeah. their okay. other duty comes first. So yeah, okay. that's how it is here in yeah. Western and Canada. It, it probably varies from. I'm sure, but like, it sounds like Tara like, said, you write like, it the way like you Tara want said, it. however works. you want to write it, <laughs> you'll find a and place that matches. And it's not even a city versus country thing because we have rural fire service people in like Sydney, for example, which has a lot of national parks and a lot of bushland that will um, will catch fire at various times for different reasons as well. So it's the whole, it's very complicated, but it's so much fun. So let's start talking about books. <laughs> no, I have one more question. One more question, but you touched on it briefly. We'll go fast. Did you struggle to find non-romantic suspense firefighter books? Valerie's shaking her head no. And that was easy. Tara struggled a little bit, right? I did. Well, okay. I think I love romantic suspense. So I think when I looked back at the list of books I had read with firefighters and then the ones that came to mind were suspensey. Wow. So I had to dig a little yeah. deeper into my into my archives. Yeah. And the same with me. I think it's so much easier to find firefighters in romantic suspense. It's such a good fit for romantic suspense is probably why. If it's arson, I can see that. Valerie's the only one who didn't struggle. <laughs> That's okay. Go. So you can go first, Valerie. <laughs> sure. Uh, the first one I'd like to talk about is Julie Carabini's book, Sweet Waters. I talked about this one, I don't know, a month or two ago. Flu time is a very fluid thing these days. Um, this Tara gets jilted and she packs up and 
uh, oh, she loses her job and gets jilted like kind of all at the same time. So she packs up and moves to the small California town where her parents had lived for a few years when she was a small child. It was like this fairy tale thing um, that turns out to not have been quite as much of a fairy tale as she remembered because she was just a little kid when they lived there. But the hero is a firefighter and his name is Josh. His reasons for being in this profession are all about trying to atone for being unable to protect people in other situations prior. Um, but even saving lives and saving property isn't quite enough to help him get over the guilt that he feels. And I tend to think that this is often a common motive probably not for firefighters in real life, but it's ascribed to them in novels um, that they have this, this thing. So there's, um, it, it definitely plays a part. There's a couple of pivotal moments in it um, that have to do with a fire in his past and a fire in the present. Um, but um, it's, a really, it's a really sweet story. And I mean, yeah, there's some, I don't know, mystery, to, like as you try and figure out what did happen in her when her parents lived there years ago but it's I wouldn't call it a suspense even so but uh, cool. yeah so that one fit bill for me Narelle what you got well, I've got one that you may not think fits the bill, but I do. <laughs> and I'll explain why. And that is At First Spark by Lee Wen Wai Ho. So this one is book four in the Spark Brothers. And I have spoken about it before because it's the story where the firefighter, Darren, is struggling with male infertility. And so what I think makes this one interesting is not so much Darren and his job and fighting fires, but it's actually the way Danica thinks about him. And she's working in a bookstore and she owns a bookstore and she reads firefighter romances and she has covers with books with firefighter people on the cover. And I think she really sort of epitomises the way women can romanticise the whole firefighter job and thing as well. So it's a really sweet story, probably for a whole lot of reasons that aren't directly related to fires, but um, I do think it fits the criteria for me. And she was also um, abandoned as a baby at, the, at a fire station. So there is a connection there as well. Okay. But you may not agree with me. <laughs> I can see Tara going, little mental note, I've still got a few more stories to write in this series. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I might be <laughs> Baby at a fire station, right? <laughs> well, you guys, I mean, you would have the firefighter calendars. I mean, that's quite a big deal here for raising money for charity as well. So I think maybe more in general market, you probably come across this, but they really, I think the, I, the hunky, I yeah, the hunky hero on the wall. Yeah. We, yep. yeah. They're always selling them when you're sort of walking out of the supermarket. They'll be in the shopping center selling the firefighter calendars at certain times. You're like, sure, they're fighting fires without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cold fire. <laughs> All right, Tara, what's your first one? Yeah, my first one is by Sarah Manzan. It's the Isaac Project. Uh, it is a modern day arranged marriage. It's a retelling of Isaac and Rebecca from the Old Testament. Uh, I really liked this one. Um, I don't, the, you get to see the firefighter life. There's a lot of scenes with him kind of at the station, um, he moves across the country to marry this woman he's never met. And so he also has to establish what that looks like for him. 
Um, but he's a really great example of a firefighter hero. In my opinion, he was loyal and super patient and honorable. And, um, you know, you get to see him rescue the, the small child from the burning bill, the, the burning house. <laughs> and, um, I just, re- I really enjoyed it. It's a great standalone, uh, I'd forgotten that there was a firefighter in that Mm. one. I read that book so long ago, back when it first came out, that I don't have stories of that. You went far in there. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. But I wouldn't have known to pull back to that one. (laughs) No, I know what I. So clearly. So my first one was Out of the Ashes by T.K. Chapin. And he actually, that whole series is firefighters. Um, I'm on the fence. (laughs) about whether it truly qualifies um, from this book. This is book two. And I did skip book one because it's a married couple reconnecting. And I just, I don't read those. I don't like them. I know people do. I know people love them, but I don't, it hurts my heart too much to read about marriages that are broken. Um, Can't do it. So um, this is book two. It's, it's, it's good. It's well-written. Is it a firefighter book? He is a firefighter. Um, he spends more of his time getting in trouble at the firehouse than actually like going on calls. He's got some problems with his family going on. His mother dies. He decides that alcohol is the best way to cope with that. Um, then he like beats somebody up. So he's, he's got some issues that he needs to work through (laughs) as the course of the novel goes by. Um, so, you know, and they're in the fire station and he does go on some calls, so it probably qualifies, but it's really much more about him returning to his faith and getting back on his feet and figuring out his life and then, oh, by the way, finding the perfect woman, um, then it is so much about him being a firefighter, if that makes any sense. And like his job, she doesn't bat an eye that he's a firefighter. It's never an issue between them. Um, the bigger issue between them is that he's like this brawling alcoholic at the start of when they get to know each other. Um, so it's, um, I I might read more in the series because I I liked some of the other guys at the firehouse and I assume that those stories are theirs. Um, So, but I had never actually read something by TK Chapin. And when I saw this, I was like, this is a great chance for me to do that because I've been meaning to for literal years. (laughs) I just haven't gotten to it. So, um, but yeah, the whole series is firefighters. Yeah. All right, Valerie, what's number two? Uh, My number two is Emma St. Clair, Sandover Beach Week. Um, Emily finds herself on a girl's trip to Sandover Island. Um, She heard that her old boyfriend was living there now, but it should be easy to avoid one person for an entire week. You would think, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how big the island is, but there's a town and there's some beaches. So it's not like just, you know, this big um but these girls rent this beach house and there's a hot tub on the third floor balcony and the third floor balcony gives yeah yeah I see that Tara um the third floor balcony gives way and she's like hanging way out and the firefighters have to come and rescue her so this is something that 
firefighters do. They don't just put out fires, they rescue people yeah. and she needs rescue. And of course it's Jimmy. Because, because of course it's it is. novel and yeah. <laughs> it have to be. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's been a couple of years since I read this book. There were, I believe, a couple of other scenes where he does firefightery things, but they're mute, meet cute or their mute keat, whichever you want to say, <laughs> um, revolves around the fact that he is in fact at the fire station and right there ready to rescue people who need it, dangling <laughs> from third floor balconies that are hanging off the building. Yeah, oh, cool. I need to read those. I see them all the time and I don't, I haven't, I'm too many books in the world. Yeah. <laughs> books yes. too little time that should be our yeah. other slogan yeah our other slogan exactly <laughs> what you got Narelle well this one I reread because it's a novella and it's an it's an older book as well it's Brewed with Love by Kimberly Rose Johnson so this was originally um it's set in a town called Mistletoe Springs I'm not quite sure where Mistletoe Springs is I wasn't able to work that out um but it was part of a multi-author novella collection that was called, oh, did I write it down? I think it was Love in Mistletoe Springs. And it's based around an animal shelter that oh. has to do a Christmas in July um, fundraiser. This my stuff, yeah, ringing some bells. It's a while ago. It so Brian, yeah, so Brian is a local firefighter and he's also a muso in his spare time. And he needs a place for his band to practice. And Annika has, her aunt has passed away. She's inherited the local cafe that in, in town where they used to do open mic night but was cancelled. Annika's mother is a famous singer and she has massive issues with um, the fact that her mother's music career was more important than her so she's not into music and doesn't want musicians in the, um, the cafe and that to restart. So a lot of the conflict in the story is around that. But there is actually a fire. She has a fire upstairs and she, she leaves something on the stove because something happens outside and he is the quintessential firefighter hero he just runs in he's practical he has the hydrant puts the fire out and that's what I'm looking for in a firefighter is someone who just gets in there and gets the job done without any fuss without any fanfare doesn't expect lots of thank yous and adulation for his efforts and um yeah that was just a really cute story excellent all right Tara what you got so the next one I have is, um, it's called First Sight from Rose Fresquez. And there's actually several books in the series that are firefighters. I don't believe all of them, but it's the Buchanan series. Mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, First Sight actually happens more on this camping trip. Like they both book the same campsite. It took me a while to figure out why it was called First Sight, S-I-T-E. Because oh, ah. they both book campsite number one and so they his family is there and she is there with a friend and then is there alone and she's never been camping before um so you see him at the fire station at the beginning you see him at the fire station at the end and you see some you know the brotherhood interactions there and like a pancake breakfast type of more like the community aspect of the fire station um but also while they're on this 10 day camping adventure, you get to see him, you know, be the hero who swoops her up in his arms when she sprains her ankle and, you know, takes, takes care of her and her tent floods in the rain, but they have a nice camper. And it's, <laughs> um, 
you get to see some, some really cute, you know, firefighter come to the rescue moments as they work through their relationship. So I really enjoyed that one. I plan to read the rest, but I have not yet. Cool. That sounds fun. Back to our slogan, right? Right. Yeah. All right, so my next one, I will go with The One Who Got Away by Tara Grace Erickson. And this is fairly recent. It came out in the summer. And um, are you, how many you're planning for the series? Six? So far, it has five planned. Five. Okay. Yes. Five planned. But she's gotten I, enough ideas today. Yeah. For, yeah. For that last and one. if I can find cover, <laughs> I can find cover models for there more books. Go. I'll write more books. Um. So this is a really fun kickoff to a new series of firefighters. Um, it definitely is firefighters. She's using real firefighter cover co- couples on her covers, which is fun, I think, especially. And um, this is, I didn't write down the character names because I never do. Um, and Crystal. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they are, she, she has to come back to town because her mother has fallen and needs some help. And he is, they were best friends in high school and he had feelings for her and he sort of spilled the beans toward the end of their high school career that he had feelings. And she's like, yeah, I'm leaving for Hollywood tomorrow. So nice knowing you kind of thing. Um, Sort of just like, there's a scene in the Simpsons where um, somebody reaches into Bart's chest and pulls out his heart and throws it on the ground and stomps on it. And that's exactly what I saw when I was reading that part of, of the story. And so, um, so he, he really never got over her. And so she comes back and she's just started getting roles for, um, Hallmark-esque movies. And, um, so she doesn't really want to come back, but you know, it's her mom. So you gotta, um, but it's going to be just two months. No big deal. Not a problem. Well, anyway, mom was supposed to help with the firefighter auction. And so, but she's all laid up and hurt. So gosh, you'll just have to take my place. Sorry, go work with your best friend who still is in love with you. So um, it's really, really cute. And they're working on this auction. And I love how at the, when she comes, they're going to have their first meeting and she's like, okay, here's a list of all the local businesses and I'll, you know, you take them and I'll take them and we'll go talk about, you know, and he's like, what do I need this for? She's like, well, to get donations for the auction. He's like, no, no, we're not auctioning like bath baskets. That's a firefighter auction. Like you, you're bidding. It's like a bachelor auction effectively. So, um, but I liked the twist that it's not, um, not just dates, although there are some matchmakers in town who are desperate, but, um, you know, it's like they hire the guys to come mow the lawn or do the painting that they couldn't reach that kind of thing. And it all builds, you know, gets money. So it's really fun to see them working together. Um, maybe unnecessarily, maybe not, but, um, but it's really cute. Second chance, um, best friends. And then you still have the introduction of the whole brotherhood in the firehouse. You've got some good fires, um, and a really strong faith arc. And you've got fake relationship. True. Yes. They do pretend because the town is gossiping. And so they're like, well, we might as well pretend. And that gets, all the setups that his sister keeps trying to do to stop as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you just like wedged them in there. Yeah. like <laughs> Get them in there. 
yeah. like a Tetris game. <laughs> well, you know, the whole series is going to be second chances. So it was, it's going to be really fun to see how many different twists uh, I can put on the second chance nice. romance trope. Oh, so I'm excited. I like it. Very good. The next one is Amnesia, I believe, correct? Book two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and when well, is that, when does that come out? And the title. Uh, it, it will be called The One She Can't Forget, and it is slated for February of 2023. Okay. Nice. Look at cool. people making us wait. <laughs> I'll have a romantic suspense to write before no, then, and no. a Freedom Ridge book, so. Blah, blah, busy, blah, blah. All right. <laughs> Everything has to wait its turn. And I then know. sometimes life happens in the middle of that. And right. just adds an yeah. extra little twist (laughs) it's true Mm -hmm. it's true do you have another one Valerie um I could mention um an older title Stacey Stallings to protect and serve that thing is like from 2012 or something yeah it's it's way way back there uh and I did not go and reread it but it is actually the very first book that popped into my head when we started talking about um now that you say it firefighters I was like I see the cover yeah yeah Mm. Stacey Stallings had one of those um so yeah to protect and serve and I don't remember uh, a lot of details but I do remember that the, the series was um about I think there was also a police officer and there was like an EMT or whatever and so all of these like first responder type guys and there was a lot of there was a lot of fire as I recall in that one it was definitely part of the story but that's that's all I've got on that one. (laughs) Narelle do you have another one? Well, I'll quickly mention one that really probably does skirt the definitions for most of of, most of us, except me, (laughs) which is Remembering the Cowboy by Mandy Blake. So that's book one in the Blackwater Ranch series. And this is primarily an amnesia story, but we have a cowboy who's a firefighter. And to me, a cowboy should have firefighting skills. That just is common sense as well. And um, she's traveling back from, I think she was in Portland as a lawyer and is heading back into town and an accident car wreck and he's one of the first responders there and she doesn't remember him but they knew each other from years ago and I remember reading this book very quickly I started reading and I just kept reading and kept reading and kept reading so (laughs) it's a really good one and as I said you've got I don't remember if there was much if there was fires in it because it's a while ago since I've read it so don't quote me on whether there was a lot of firefighting in it but it's a fun story. Sarah do you have another one? I had that one on my list. The, there's another one in that series. His, his brother is also a firefighter, but yes. same sort of yes. thing where you see the you see a rescue or two, but nothing nothing too heart racing. Um, but I will go the other side of the spectrum and mention the um, Montana Fire series from Susan May Warren. Yes, which is yeah. um, I would say romantic adventure, perhaps not romantic suspense. Um, it's uh, Wildland fire firefighting, um, you know, bush, fi- bush firefighting. Yeah, they do the parachuting, right? They're smoke jumpers. Yeah, smoke jumpers. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they hel- helicopter and airplane in, and that one, one of them is a, is a female, the heroine. Yeah. I think I don't is, remember which book it is. I don't either, but yeah, <laughs> one of them she has is the is a woman. That I was, 
I thought of that one as people were talking. I was like, I just wrote down Susan May Warren, but I couldn't come up with what the name of it was. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's she's got a lot of series out there in Montana right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they and they all intersect. So it's hard to keep them all straight. That one's a little older too. Mm-hmm. It's 2015, 2016, I want to say. Maybe and that sounds right. In there. Mm-hmm. But I like the smoke jumping aspect of it. It adds, mm-hmm. you know, just a little more adrenaline junkie to it. Um, but I would agree they're not really romantic suspense. I like romantic adventure. I don't know if that's a thing, but it is now. <laughs> it is now. It, <laughs> it makes now. sense. Yeah. It's, cool. It sort of went out of popularity. I know go back 15 plus years and romantic adventure was very big and there was always a Rita category yeah. that was romantic adventure, but it sort of went out of fashion. So hopefully it will come back into fashion because I'd like to read more. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, oh, go ahead. No. Okay. I have two more, um, but they can go together. Um, an unlikely proposal and an unlikely alliance, both by yes. Tony Shiloh. Um, they're love inspired, uh, and an unlikely alliance is the more recent one. And it is more firefightery than the other one in an unlikely proposal. He is a firefighter and you see him at the station house like twice and there is a fire, but it's not as big as part of the the fire. There is, is the basis of that unexpected proposal Well, because of his shifts at the fire station. Yeah, that's true. He proposes to take care of his children. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, in an unlikely alliance, it's an enemies to love, and it's um, the original heroine, the heroine of the other one's best friend, whose name I didn't write down. Um, today's theme. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, and then the the best friend of Omar, who's the hero from the first one. Why I remember that and not this guy's name, I can't tell you. Um, but anyway, they, he likes her. And so he is awkward around her. And so she figures he's just an idiot and sort of stupid. And so she really hates him because she's like, he's always awkward and stupid. Plus she struggles with anxiety. She has an emotional support dog for her anxiety, um, which was a fun addition to the story. But anyway, the town is starting to cut things and, they are both at this town meeting to try and protect. Uh, he's for a boys and girls club kind of thing, mentorship program, and she for is it the library? I, don't I haven't remember. read the second one. I don't remember, but she has another thing that the town is talking about cutting funding to because they're having budget shortfalls. And so the mayor basically says, look, if you can raise the money, then you can keep your programs. And so they end up having to work together to find ways to raise money to keep their two programs working. Um, And they come up with, um, they do all sorts of little fundraisers together. Um, And in the process, she sees this other side of him, um, you know, where he is a a mentor to these younger troubled kids. And he sees that, what he thought of, she, he thought she was a big snob, even though he kind of liked her. It's not that she's a snob. It's that she has really sort of crippling social anxiety, which comes across as snobbiness sometimes if you're not paying attention. So, um, it's, it's a cute, it's a cute story. Um, and I liked sort of the, again, the, the fundraising aspect of it, like Tara had in hers is another side of the firefighting. It doesn't have to be, you know, big suspensey flames, but um, yeah, 
Cool. Others that need to be mentioned? I'm good. No. All right, I'm going to slip in. I'm really toe in line. Sometimes I throw in romantic suspense and I know I'm going to get in trouble, but this time I know I'm probably going to get in trouble because I'm going to slip in a general market book, but it's clean. Um, Catherine Sinner wrote uh, Things You Save in a Fire, and it is about a female firefighter. And it is fantastic. Um, it's clean. I would even say there's no swearing, but it's been a while since I read it. So if there is swearing, it's not obsessive enough that I remember it, but please don't hate me. But it is general market, so you know going into it. Um, but there's no sex on the page. She does not do that. Um, I don't even think there's implied sex in this one. Sometimes with hers, you can get like a implied. But um, it's really interesting. And if you want like detailed look at the life of a firefighter, she did so much research. It's it's amazing. Like. You, you close the book and you're like, I could do that. I know everything there is to know about being a firefighter. <laughs> so You could um, do that, except I can't run that path right, yeah. to carry all that gear. Yeah, I'm not climbing up 75 stairs on a ladder in 65 pounds of gear. But other than that, I could do totally, 8.2 seconds. Yeah. Um, but it's fantastic. Um, just fantastic. So, cool. sorry. If you're offended by general market recommendations, just ignore that one. <laughs> I break the rules. That's what I'm known for on this podcast. So. <laughs> All right. You're first. That's right. Tara, tell, remind everyone where they can find you and your books. Absolutely. Uh, TaraGraceErickson.com is my website. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Tara Erickson Author. All right. And your next book is your Freedom Ridge book. Correct? Uh, I have a romantic suspense oh, cool. in, um, in November. Yeah. And that's book, book two. We, yeah. um, we talked about the first one in our Potential recent reading. threat. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. So <laughs> breaking the rules again. I, well, it's what I do. It's, it's just what I do. We I'm try, we try to keep her in line, but <laughs> so, um, Cool. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And um, thank you. And thanks for that great, yeah. great book. We, I enjoyed yes. reading The One Who Got Away as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I knew it was going to get mentioned by someone else. So I didn't need to bump it up. I mean, you've got to be practical when you're short of time. <laughs> I break the rules. Narelle talks about her TBR and Valerie just brings the cat and shakes her head at us. That's <laughs> these are our roles on the podcast. At least we know what we do here. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us today at Story Chats. Let us know your favorite firefighter CCR that we missed because I'm sure we missed one. And actually I saw that Jenna Brandt, I believe has a whole series of firefighters as well that might be CCR, might be Sweet Clean. Um, but I didn't even get further than looking at the covers and going, oh, those are firefighters. And then I, I didn't get back to them. But let us know what we missed because um, there's probably thousands that we just missed. So um, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page while you're over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>